Well, hey there, I want to welcome you to the F1 starting grid. It's our, our maiden voyage, our very first episode. Uh, we've been talking about this for a while, and it's it's finally happening. Uh, so we're going to spend some time today. We're going to uh, introduce ourselves. We're going to talk about why Formula One, why it's important to us, our stories, our journey uh, with F1. And just to give you a sense of, of uh, just right out of the right out of the starting grid, why we're doing this. This is this is the every person uh, F1 podcast. You you can go find all kinds of podcasts that are super intricate, got all kind of all of the specs and all of the data and all of the politics and all of the the stuff. And and we might touch on some of that, but really our goal is just to talk about our love of the, the sport, uh, to have some laughs. Uh, and if if you're new to the sport, hopefully this kind of fills you in on some of it. We're gonna we're gonna look back in the history of F1. We're gonna look at historical things that have happened over the years, not just what's currently happening as well. And so, um, yeah. So that th th this is us. I'm Barry, and with me is Chad and Micah. Uh, from time to time, we'll have some other guests with us as well, uh, and we're just gonna have fun. So we're just gonna chat. So Chad, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? And uh, and tell us a little bit about why Formula One. By the way, right out of the gate, you've got the coolest background. You have the Formula One on the wall, so you're the serious guy amongst the three of us uh, here. <laughs> I, I yeah, my other wall has some other stuff, so maybe another time we'll have a different background. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm Chad. Uh, I would say I'm, I'm I'm a newer Formula One fan. I I uh, I started in. Uh, probably about 2016, 2017, um, I had a good friend when when my wife and I lived in in Colorado who uh, was into it um, and just being a good friend. He'd invite me to, you know, go watch a replay of a race or whatever, uh, and we'd hang out. And I had no idea. No, I have no background in motor racing um, at any level, NASCAR, Indy, uh, motorcycles. I mean, I just nothing. I love cars and other stuff in that form, but nothing in regarding to racing. I actually more uh, football and uh and uh some other sports that i've been done myself and and been more of a fan of so this wasn't even on my radar uh, but started started to get into it just because he was really psyched about it and and uh i wanted to be more educated to be able to you know <laughs> talk with him while i was watching races and, and be able to to experience it so um so i started jumping a little bit more and uh you know the years went on and i i found a little bit more of my groove and and getting more interested and then uh of course like a lot of the modern day fans um uh, drive to survive came out as well and some other uh there's some oh. other um shows i'm thinking th there was one on amazon too i forget what it was called uh uh oh there's not, there's another one that was kind of like drive to survive <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes yes <laughs> it was another version of it i think it only yeah. had one season but it was uh it was focused on mclaren i believe uh for a bit not anyhow just got kind of behind the scenes again got to see a little bit different perspective which which then just caused me to just kind of go head head and shoulders in right um, and and really you know dump uh, both feet in so now i'm, I'm huge i've actually <laughs> almost altogether stopped watching like football i was a huge seahawks fan i played college football like I don't even watch football anymore. Like the Super Bowl came around it's and I was like, over. Is, who's who's playing in the Super Bowl? I like, <laughs> I'm talking to my wife. I was like, are we going to a party? Are we doing something for the Super Bowl? Right. Like, kind of just snuck up. Uh, but the final race of the season, like I had a party at my house because of that, because I <laughs> definitely wanted to celebrate right. that. So um, I've kind of shifted around. But um, but yeah, I, I, I tend to be uh, 
a bit of a Red Bull fan, uh, if I'm okay. if I'm honest, um, in terms of of my team. Um, I don't know that I necessarily like the Red Bull drivers specifically. Uh, I think I just more like the idea of of a drinks company being able to come into a a, yeah. a, a series a racing series and not have any, you know. I mean, they don't make cars. They don't do. I mean, that's not their right. thing, right? It's drinks. Uh, yet they are, you know, at the pinnacle of 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 racing. And uh, of course, Max being double world champion now. Yeah. Um, so I just I think I love that. I love that story of just kind of like this this out 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 outliner you know company that comes in and just disrupts things and you know is is putting all the other cars to shame you know yeah. some of these you know manufacturers and stuff so um so i think that's my that's my team driver wise though um uh i i kind of fluctuate though i mean i i i do i do like checo um i think mm -hmm. the story of coming through is he's kind of been a, a favorite for me uh of course daniel ricardo was was a a, a favorite Absolutely. for me um Absolutely. And uh, seeing him leave really is is a, was a was a tragedy, uh, yeah. and I yeah. I you know really sad to see him go. Um, and uh, and then I think I'm kind of watching uh, Lando Norris kind of come up as well. So, mm -hmm. um, but you know, of course, the old old guys like you know seeing Seb leave last year, I I you know almost cried. You know, it was like yeah. seeing seeing somebody like him go off the grid. You know, it was so right. super sad. So, I just again, I'm just I just I love the sport, man. I, I you know people ask me who's your team, who's your driver. I'm just like everybody all of it I mean, like you know right. i don't come on and say like oh right. somebody somebody loses i'm i'm super yeah. bummed i'm just i'm just stoked to keep watching it but those are kind of my 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 favorites and then i think the historical piece too like you can't not want you know williams to do well uh you right. can't have some part right. of your body that, that i think like wants to see mclaren do well right uh, and just kind of some of the old older generations i'm not a ferrari fan that's the one uh, the <laughs> one caveat with this i i could i could care less about what ferrari does or how they do uh to be to be clean honest but i think um, you're in good company in that regard i i don't <laughs> i have friends who are huge ferrari fans and i'm not not a ferrari fan like I, I appreciate, I appreciate the history, uh, you know, of the prancing pony of what Ferrari has brought to the sport. Um, I, some of my favorite historical cars have been Ferraris, um, and just, just beautiful cars. Just, I mean, just yeah. there's something about the red, but I'm with you. Um, I, you know, I think there's something about just, just the holistic nature of the sport and it's not like like you mentioned being a seahawks fan i'm a new york giants fan and like tends to be like those hard lines like i'm this thing and nothing else yep. but yep. I, I love that in formula one you can kind of each season especially as the drivers change or or they make changes to their their right. cars or the like you just go there's something to get behind um even the team principles right. and i think that's something drive to survive has really helped bridge us bridge that gap a little bit is what happens behind right. the scenes versus just it being the 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 driver so that's uh, that's pretty cool that's awesome yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely, absolutely. Hey, yeah. so micah your your say i will want yeah i will say on that draft to survive note i always want more behind the scenes than we're given a little bit right. um my we're actually we're actually watching tonight with our friends it is friday drafters i just come out came out earlier today uh we have some friends coming over we're going to binge watch you know this entire weekend um and one of the things that at least um my wife and i are like thinking of is like even if maybe not everything's super accurate it's a great recap 
for us going into the next season yeah. because as much as i want to remember every single race last year there were 22 races last year you know like there were so many um and so right. uh oh yeah sorry so introduce myself so I'm yeah, Micah. Yeah. Um, i've been into formula one um i remember for a while now but i, I honestly it's weird to think that I'm like kind of a youngster. I'm an infant in the sport. Um, <laughs> my first race I remember watching was uh, 2019 Australia. I watched it in college because it was a Saturday night. And so I was in the dorm. I was watching it. I put it up on this big screen. And I remember I was so into it. Mm-hmm. And none of my friends were into it. <laughs> and everyone around me was just like, okay, whatever. And and for a while, it kind of became like, I'm into it. And some of my friends are just not into it. And even my wife, who at the time was my girlfriend, I'd, she'd come over to my house and we'd have Formula One on. It was a Sunday afternoon. Of course, you're having Formula One on. And she's just like, I don't care. Right. <laughs> then we watched Drive to Survive. And she's hugely a fan. She is. (laughs) And so it's really cool to see how people um, just, and I think that nature of the sport itself, and you talked about it, like the nature of the sport itself just brings people in. Um, And I I do want to mention, like, this isn't a gatekeeping podcast. We will never like hold people out for not knowing the information because that's not who we are. We want to welcome people into the sport and there's too much of that around where like you don't know the winner of the 1984 grand prix so of right. course you're not going to, you know like <laughs> no like it's okay yeah you weren't alive then it's right. okay um it's okay to not know about something and to come in for the first time and so i think yeah. that's what i am and so i want to be that for other people and so this last year was my first I'm actually sitting down and watching every single race and at times at five o'clock in the morning. Right. My goodness. Cause it's hard in America to watch every weight race live. <laughs> it is. Um, my, I would say, Oh, probably one of my earliest memories. I don't know if you remember this dad, but you know, when we drove from Pretoria to Cape town yes. and stopped and there was a car. Yeah. I don't know if it was an actual F1 car it was. or just a display or whatever. And and we took I have a photo of me, and that's probably my first earliest memory because yeah. you would tell us stories about Kailami, which yeah. hopefully soon, fingers crossed, <laughs> that can be a new track. That's I right, know they're right. developing it soon um, to be a, a tier one grade, a grade one track. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that can come in. And so that's kind of my earliest memory. Right. Um, but now um, I am very technical. I I. I love the technical side of Formula One. I follow the technical side of Formula One. Um, I love seeing different technologies that teams come out with, Mm -hmm. um, different things when it comes to the wing or placement of, uh, you know, it was the barge board and now it's the underbody. And so now different types of technologies because I really love the innovation type of Formula One. More than I just like the drama. I love the um, the technology. The story, yeah. Um, absolutely so i would say like my favorite driver is kind of whatever i'm feeling for that day um because i like you said i love the sport i would say like probably my like i think i I think about it like this who would be 
who would I just be elated if they won? Like, if they right. won, who would be right. elated? And I <laughs> kind of popped into my head. I was like, you know what? If Lando Norris won his first race, right. if he manages to win his first race, elation. Right. Like, right. Yeah. pure jubilee. Be happy for him. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And then I think I would say him and Magnuson are tied uh, for yeah. um, my favorite driver right now. Wow. Yeah. I would say that because I cannot tell you how much our group chats popped off when he got pulled. Was it in Brazil? Oh my gosh, yes. When he got pulled in Brazil. <laughs> yeah. I was I was yeah? like shaking. <laughs> I was shaking because I was so excited. So, yeah. so I think cool. whatever yeah, is, whoever is my favorite driver is whoever is in the podium or winning who's not in the big three, yeah, right. <laughs> that, the big three no, being sure. Ferrari, Red Bull, and Mercedes. Yeah. 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 No, that's, that's cool. That's interesting. Well, that, I think that's, I'm right there with you. Um, and, and as Micah mentioned, um, he is my son. And so there's something about, I grew up around formula ones. My, my story in a nutshell is I grew up in South Africa and probably about 40 minutes away from Kailami, which is one of the historic, Formula One tracks. In fact, it held the distinction of being the highest altitude track. And it created a lot of um, challenges for the engineers of the time because of the thinner air um, and the reliability at Kailami. So if it was known as the track that that tested the car to like its max. Um, And like you, Micah, I'm hoping that we can get Kailami back on the circuit. It'd be it'd be awesome to have another Formula One race. Uh, on the African continent. Um, Absolutely. You know, absolutely. And that's one of the things I love about Formula One is that it truly is an international sport. Um, You know, I think we we look at things like here in the US, it's like we have the the baseball World Series, but it's not World Series. Now there's international players represented for sure, but not the whole world is in participating and that's true of sports here i think soccer is probably the only other sport that the i can think of that is but that's every four years right right and and yeah. of course you have a lot more people involved the fact is we're talking about 20 right. drivers um who <laughs> right. can participate so it's a very elite sport in that regard but i think the fact that if you look at the, the the schedule and how many places in the world formula one goes um is and and yeah. i think that the scope of fans and support for the race and that's so so growing up in south africa we were a huge automotive family we didn't watch uh, other sports for us it was cricket and rugby uh and soccer we were all about motorsports so it was formula one it was all in the Mans series all of the endurance races right uh and then uh rally uh the rally cars um africa was okay. huge of yeah. course for the rally circuits and um, and so that was, I grew up in a, in a, in a mechanical family. We, we built a lot yeah. and we would go to the races. We would go to Kailami and, um, I've actually had the opportunity when I was a kid to, to do a lap around Kailami, not in a race car, but in, in a car. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, wow. you know, and so, but when I moved to the U S 30 years ago, um, my connection with, with F1 stopped. Primarily, which right. two reasons is pre-internet, right? So there is no way right. it would made it a lot more difficult. And of course, Formula One right. didn't have the 
the the presence in the U.S. that it, it now has mm -hmm. and is increasing. And so, you know, it was all NASCAR, it was all IndyCar, but but Formula One was really pretty much ignored. It wasn't understood. And so I would say for the better part of 25 years, I lost connection with Formula One just because there was no accessibility. And it was really after Micah watched that race in Australia and then yeah. we started re-engaging as a, a father and son. And then eventually I kind of the whole it was family. a group chat with the grandma, right? <laughs> my, the group my, chat with grandma. My, my, mom, <laughs> my mom is a huge yeah. Formula One fan, which is funny because growing huge up. Huge metal fan. <laughs> didn't care about anything car related when I was a kid. Yeah. Now she's probably one of the most huge. passionate people about Formula One that you can find in it. <laughs> wow. Wow. It cracks me up. Oh, man. And oh, so, she's got her morning tea and she'll wake up for the races. It's fantastic. Oh, my gosh. It's it's wow. wild. <laughs> but I, I do. I love the international flavor of Formula yeah. One. I love, um, you know, for me, of course, it it touches back in my childhood. It's a big part of my childhood. Right. Um, that finding that, that Formula One car in Bloemfontein, South Africa, on the back of a truck. And I went back and and researched that car, and that was an old Michael Schumacher car that was being that had been no. someone. Mm -hmm. It was a legit Formula One that. car. Yeah, and so I, <laughs> like these touch points over the years, you go, this is this is cool. And then I just remember um, I loved uh, I loved Hot Wheels. I loved um, uh, Matchbox cars as we had in South Africa, yeah, for sure. and I had a whole oh, yeah. series. And then um, as a kid, I used to I used to have a set called Scale Electrics, which was like slot car racing. Oh, and, yeah, um, yeah. and I have all of F1 cars. I had I know, Chad, one of the ones that you and I've talked about is the the um, the Tyrrell. Um, Tyrrell six wheel. Oh, yeah, that, that's that my was my favorite car. It's <laughs> right there. Yeah. Yep. So I had that on my ski electrics set. I would race that. Uh, and, uh, you know, so just. Do you still have that, dude? I don't. Yeah. I don't. It didn't. Oh, my I, goodness. I know. Oh. It, would, it would be worth some money. Oh, too. It would. Seriously. But, I've yeah. tried to get the, the, the mini, the mini, uh, the six wheels. And, you know, you find those things on eBay. Those things are so expensive now. They are. It's they crazy. really are. And then, and then, of course, the Lego. And, Micah, you got to show off your McLaren. Yeah. Like his his go. decor is out of sight, but he just finished. yeah, that's that's really cool. If you're listening, you can't hear it, but I'm holding a very large. <laughs> exactly. Very large, the only Lego there's there's two Lego F1 things. If you're into Lego memorabilia for Formula One, and the one, uh, the big one is the McLaren. It is a technically and this is the weird part about it is that it's based off of the 2022 uh formula one if you don't know that much about formula one so in from 2021 to 2022 there's big regulation changes the the cars changed a lot um so if you see the cars change a lot with with if you look at races and they look kind of different um the aerodynamics of the car changed a lot um so uh, they based the Lego set off of a 2022 car, but the livery for 2022 hadn't come out yet for McLaren. So they used the old livery for oh, the new car. The new car. <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, so the, 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 the colors are wrong, <laughs> completely <laughs> wrong. 
<laughs> See, honestly, um, you're one of the few people that would know or yeah. <laughs> Micah, yeah. our technical um, advisor in all things formula. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're completely wrong because the the 2022 card didn't have any yeah. of these. And in fact, a lot of the sponsors were changed as well. Um, but it's pretty cool. It's got wet weather tires on it and they're blue and everything. And it's pretty, it's pretty fun. The other formula one memorabilia thing that you can buy. Um, I believe I got you dad and you, you have yet to build it. Have you? Yeah. yeah, I have. I have not had a chance. Um, it's a little, I believe it's a little baby Lewis Hamilton with his car and then a formula, uh, one AMG. Uh, or it's a uh, Mercedes AMG, yeah. uh, their race car that they based off. I'll of have it on the next episode one. for those. Of you All right. <laughs> I'll show it off next time. Well, uh, I would say uh, as far as team support, um, you know, I've enjoyed watching Red Bull. I wouldn't say I'm a Red Bull fan. I'm, I'm probably sure. less than, and this is funny. I grew up as a huge Mercedes fan, but I'm probably less of a Mercedes fan, even even less than Ferrari. Um, and I think that's probably more just some of the the team inner workings than the cars yeah, itself. Okay. Uh, I have some yeah. I have opinions about about the Mercedes <laughs> sure. team and um <laughs> sure. and I'm conflicted because I love all. George oh. Russell and I'll just leave it at that. Um, oh man <laughs> I but I'm I think I'm opposite than you. I'm opposite than you in that way because George Russell last year really pissed me off. <laughs> I mean, come on, is not bumper cars, <laughs> <laughs> but it makes for interesting racing. Now, I would say I'm yeah, a Haas absolutely. fan. I'm the home team, okay. U.S. based team. Right. Uh, I like Haas, um, and I'm with you, Micah. I, I love K Mag, and and I gotta tell you, to have Nico Hulkenberg back this year oh, as let's well. Go. Let's like, go. I'm I'm. I'm like rooting for Nico to have his first podium to finally, oh. finally hit that. I'll mark. break that curse. <laughs> I've heard know? so many people and say I, they're like, they're like, the guy has had so many of his chances, and I'm like, okay, but he yeah. still hasn't gotten them. So like, no. why would you not want him to? You know, I what what's benefit for Nico, and I think this is what Haas needs because a few years ago they went full in on rookies, rookies, right? and that did not work at all. Right. Oh. Nikita had more spins than races. Like it was insane. We can <laughs> have a whole episode on Nikita. But um, but they need what they need is consistent midfield. Right. Like they're not they're not a pole sitting team. We yeah. know this. They need consistent midfield results and Nico can get right. them that. Um I, I know I fully is consistently midfield. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean the thing is is if you look at the you know the the skill of the driver versus the the quality of the car that's being produced like you have if you know even last year you you know you have seb you um you have alonzo who are both you know former world champions uh you know you've got hamilton who struggled last year because right as good as as good of a driver as each one of those aren't proven if you don't have the right. car under you to get you there you know you're, right. you're just you're just stuck and and the reality is is like a guy like nico he's a consistently decent driver but right. if you get him in the right car and haas with that ferrari uh you know their powertrain if they you know that power unit they they could 
They could turn on some rumor has it that Ferrari and I'll say this for Ferrari. I'm hoping that Haas has jumped on it, but rumor has it that Ferrari's jumped up their power and reliability this year and they've really boosted their power. Um, Yeah, all of these things yet to see. Right. We can say everything we can (laughs) say everything. Yeah, of course. It's every day. Last year we were our car was fast, but it, you know, would blow up. (laughs) Right. It doesn't matter how fast you are if you can't get to the finish line doesn't matter yeah no those it's so sad to see it what what you said like like world championship drivers and aston martin towards the beginning of the year towards the end of the year it got better but beginning of the year it was the worst car on the grid and seb was able to pull out something and the best thing he had all year was an overtake on magnuson in the u.s grand prix in austin for the midfield for like seventh place like no, like this is not the world winning driver that we know. Yeah. And then with with um Alonzo, it was all about reliability. Like that Alpine did not take him to where he needed to go in so many missed opportunities. Almost I think I think the count was almost sixty six points he missed out on because the car broke down. Oh wow. So <laughs> hoping for better reliability in his new Aston Martin because he has switched teams this year. That'd be good. So, Chad, what are your predictions? What are you thinking for for twenty twenty three? What do you What do you think's gonna we're gonna see happen? Well, um, I mean, it's hard to to look very very far past Red Bull as as mm-hmm. a, a, right. a contender for uh, for the championship. I mean, it's let's let's be honest. Their car uh, was dominant last yep. year, and uh, if anybody's watched any of the testing uh, the last couple of days. Um, it's right there, right? They didn't make any yeah. crazy changes. Yeah. It's not like they needed to make any changes. So it's like, if it's not broke, don't fix it, right? I mean, let's right. just keep rolling. So uh, he seems pretty content, happy. You know, I mean, you know, he's, I, I watched something earlier today and like, you know, he took off his helmet and you know, he wasn't like throwing it like he was upset or anything. He's just kind of like, this is normal. This is my car. We're going right. to, you know, kill it. It's being max. So, um, so I think they'll, they'll be that. It will be interesting to see, I think, how, Checo, <laughs> uh, where he falls into his role um, yeah. as as a number two driver, um, right? Let's be honest; he is the number two driver there. If you have any other right. thoughts about him, I mean, <laughs> someone needs to tell him. Twenty twenty one. Yeah, they they've built this team around Max and are right, doing everything right. to support him. So, yeah, he's the number two. So now the question is: is does does Checo yeah want to support that and you know try to be the best number two and get another you know a Red Bull uh, team championship? constructor championship or or does he want to try to cause waves and ultimately maybe lose his drive um you know yeah and then then you got the daniel ricardo piece where he's on the right. team like you know i don't think a lot of people are thinking he's that he's really uh, challenging for that spot but i mean goodness gracious if if check all of a sudden right. does terrible uh you throw you throw Dan, uh, daniel in there do you think of just the resurrection of oh my a fandom for a red bull that would come right. if, if he came back and was riding with red bull i mean it would just be I mean, they sell, sell, they already sell millions of Red Bull drinks already. I just could imagine that just exploding, right? So, no, um, for sure. I think there's some interesting, interesting well, and there. it's, um, it's not out of character for Christian Horner and the Red Bull team to, to make those kind of drastic mid season changes. Right. I mean, Albon, that was exactly what they did with Alex Albon. And it's, you know, yep. it, it's hard to imagine a scenario like that with Checo because he is just that good. Um, but, yeah, I I think for for Ricardo to be back in in the Red Bull paddock is 
is significant for him. And if he has a chance, even even if just to fill a, a race or two, because one of the drivers can't drive, we'll see. I think we'll see some pretty incredible results out of Ricardo as that as that backup. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. So, so that's my, I think my main one. I mean, you can't look past there. Yeah. I think it's going to be, in, I mean, <clears throat> I'm very interested just to see, uh, you know, can Mercedes, uh, you know, yeah. come, come back to fight. Um, so, you know, I think it's ultimately between Ferrari and them to see, you know, who can come back. Uh, interesting that, that Mercedes doubled down on their, their design. Their um, zero pod. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I, yeah. think, I, I don't know. I read a lot of stuff this, this, this last year in the off season that, you know, are they going to stay with that? Are they going to scrap right. it? Are they going to come back with a you know, completely new car? So they came back with it and, you know, are just wanting to, to, to develop that. So um, it'd be really interesting to see if, if they can get it right. I mean, they're a, a fantastic team, obviously. And yeah. uh, can, are very good at the the arrows um yeah. so uh let's see where that goes uh and then and then of course i think you know red bull i mean uh, sorry uh ferrari um right think, seeing if they can actually come back with their reliability this year really is where yeah. that kind of and and strategy pieces that they really fumbled on last year um so i think you know obviously got the big three i'd like to just see some some uh some fighting up, at, yeah. at the top right i i yeah i you know as much as I like Red Bull again, I, I don't enjoy just having them take off and, and take the championship. Yeah, it's right. yeah, no, for sure. I I'm with uh, you. So, I think that I think we're gonna just continue to see that top that you know, the Red Bull, Ferrari, Mercedes kind of jockeying for that top that top position. I'm really interested to see what how the kind of the best of the rest shakes out this year and again like like Mikey, you keep mentioning if you're new to Formula One, if this is your if you're just starting out. There's, there really are. There's Ferrari, Red Bull, and Mercedes are really the top three teams, and then everyone else in the field is, or kind of that midfield is the best of the rest. And so, you know, to finish in that fourth spot is is really significant. And I think, yeah, I think yeah. we're gonna see a lot of shakeup. I really, there's a lot of uh, prediction around um, Aston Martin having a a, a stellar mm -hmm. car this year. Mm -hmm. And they've got, you know, and they've got great drivers this year as well. And, you know, I think that'll be that'll be fun to watch. I, um, as a lifelong Formula One fan, I'm always secretly and now not so secretly rooting for Williams. Like you mentioned, Chad, I just always <laughs> want to see Williams perform well. Like, um, I just there's a special not your year, buddy. for that. Team. Not your year. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm right there with you. I'm right. I'm not a lifelong fan, but I yeah. there's like the history, you know, and the yeah. Williams family, yeah. and yeah, I, yeah. I just that, yeah, this I I want them, and I you know when they sold the team uh, to you know the new Dor Dorlington Capital, Dorlington, yeah. you know, just like it was like a you know it was like ah oh, no, but at least they kept the name, but yeah, it's there's something about that this this privateer right this this yeah know, garage junkie family that just right. you know, got in there and, and made it happen that you you can't you don't want that to go away no to, you want to see them succeed. no. Well, you at know, least you got you got a you got a U.S. driver now with uh, their their new rookie. Well, with Alex Albon and then and then uh, Logan Sargent is yeah. from uh, Florida. Yeah. So we now have an, a U.S. Best driver mm -hmm. in Formula One. Yeah. And that's exciting. and that's another great exciting. reason to to root for them. It'd be fun to see. Um, <laughs> you know, the other thing, the thing that I've gotten into the last few years is watching F two as well, and and tracking because right. if you want to see the future right. of where F one's going, you have to watch F two. Right. And the great thing with Formula Two 
is that all the cars are ident essentially identical. It's not like Formula right. One where the cars are developed independently of each other. And so it really is a driver's championship. And so you get to see, so like drivers like uh, Guan Yu Zhou who came up through, through yeah, well, Lando Norris and a whole bunch of them, right? There's a Russell, they all came. Leclerc. Right, all. Russell, in fact, Le Leclerc's right. brother is now driving for, I think he's F2 mm -hmm. or F3 this year. I think he's in F2. So it's fun to watch yeah. that as well, kind of alongside. They don't right. have many races, but it is fun to see those drivers kind of getting, you know, prepared right. for that for that um, next that next step. But yeah, I'm looking forward to to kind of the midfield battle to see how that yeah that shakes out. Um, it'll be it'll be cool to see. I think that the porpoising issues from the beginning of last year. It'll be interesting to see if there's any kind of anomalies. It looks like through testing the last couple of days that. There hasn't been anything too significant in that regard. Right. So, We're not hearing about the elusive por porpoise anymore. Holy no more, crap. No more. <laughs> Man, alive. It was like, <laughs> got sick of hearing about porpoise. Oh, my gosh. I think for, for this next year, um, I would say, like, prediction is we're going to see, oh, man, I, I want something crazy, but in my heart, I know. You know what I mean? Like you want <laughs> something crazy, but in your heart and it's like, Max is going to walk away. I think he's just going to walk away. And by the time of the middle of the season, it's just going to be pretty clear. And my prediction is, is that the battle for second place is going to be tight. That Sergio is going to want it. Lewis is going to want it. Russell's going to want it. And Ferrari's going to want it. And I believe that that midfield battle is going to be absolutely gripping and that and i because remember at the, the end of last year what did it become max is going to win the race we already know that yeah right he so came back from that so go. much he had a new engine he came back from 15th last year like and won the race we know max is going to win but then at the end of the year mercedes slowly getting up to ferrari they're slowly getting their yeah. power back and so yeah. I, I i'm hoping to see that little bit more of a tighter battle Unfortunately, Lewis and Russell, I believe neither of them are going to win or take a championship because I believe that they're going to take points from each other. George Russell is not a number two driver. They are equal right now. They have shown that they are equal. George Russell came in first time in a Mercedes seat and beat Lewis Hamilton in points his first year. Valtteri could never, unfortunately. As much as I love Valtteri, Valtteri was a number two driver in Issa Lewis. I just watched the 2018 season, Russia 2018. Valtteri switched. They switched positions, and they Mercedes took away Valtteri's win in 2018. Right. And since then, he was their number two. And in that moment, he realized, I'm going to, I'm right. not going to win in this position. Right. George Russell is not the same. He's got his elbows out. He's young. He's a little cocky. He's ready to go. Uh, a little. <laughs> well, and he is. He is. I, he's the ready future to go. Of, yeah. of the Mercedes team. The I mean, yeah, uh, sure. you know, as great a, a driver as Lewis Hamilton is, and no one can argue with that, he is coming Absolutely. to the end of his career. And so Mercedes yeah. is looking ahead. And I think that's what they're expecting of, which I think you're right, right Mike. I think it will lead to some aggressive racing. And, right. um, you know, I think. I mean, look back. Look back at last year. Who won for Mercedes last year? Lewis didn't win. Russell right. won a race last year. Yeah, 
no, that's so then. So then, so you have that interesting. But uh, what my so my prediction uh, out of out of this is, I think I think uh, <laughs> that Lando is is going to be taking over Lewis's seat. I think if Ooh. Lewis has a bad season this year and doesn't doesn't at least I like beat, that doesn't uh, doesn't beat George and right. they're not competitive. I don't know if he's going to stick it out much longer. No, uh, I know I'm, he you know, doesn't he obviously have a other championship. His abilities. I'm right, low key, right. low key surprised that we even have Hamilton back this season. I thought for a minute there that he might be really be done. Really? Like, I think he's too competitive to let that happen. But if he has another he season wants like last year. I don't, I don't yeah. see him, um, it's, you know. Yeah, I, even if, if Mercedes, the car is bad in of itself, I mean, I think he could say, like, okay, I'll stick it out. Maybe we can get through it. Right. But if he's right. losing to George and the car Which bad, the W13 last year was pretty horrendous. It was terrible. <laughs> it was pretty so, bad. No, it'll, <laughs> so that, so some of, because that, and that is so true. You have you, the teams racing each other, but then the drivers, in those right. teams as well, competing against each other. And I think that's, you know, it'll be, it'll be an interesting, interesting year. So, so if you're watching this online, if you're watching on YouTube uh, and you have a prediction, enter that into the comments below, let us know what you're thinking. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at the F1 starting grid. Um, and um, actually it's the F1 start grid not the F1 starting grid, because it's too many characters. So we had to adapt. So it's the F1 start grid. Uh, you can Twitter. hop on Twitter. And uh, thank you, Elon, for that. Um, hop on Twitter and let us know what your predictions are. Um, but we're excited to to kind of go through the season with you, to have these conversations. Uh, as I mentioned before, we're going to have guests on from time to time. Uh, and we're just going to talk. This is all it's going to be. We'll we'll do some uh, follow up after races as well. And we'll have some episodes that come out after that. Um, so make sure to, to like, follow, subscribe, do all of the things that you need to do to stay connected to us. Share this with your friends, share it with your family, share it with people that you know, we're just getting into F1 for the first time and would want to be a part of the conversation. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to enjoying this 2023 Formula One season with all of you. And guys, it's been super fun. It's fun to, to hang out and talk Formula One.